This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's time for Voice of Change with myself, Lauren Jacobs. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Settle in, settle down. I hope that you've had a wonderful day. I hope that load shedding is not getting to you. And how is this weather? I mean, this week I was telling people when it was warm and hot and it was crazy, please don't go down to the beach because it's going to start raining and it is raining and it is cold. So I hope that you weren't on the beach this week, you know, because we're not there yet. Yes, I know. It's September, which is a great month because it's my birthday month and it's spring. It's springing up in the air. But you know what? This weather has been amazing. Uh, Cape Town loves doing so many beautiful things for us, doesn't it? You know, four seasons, one day, sound familiar? Well, welcome to the show. And I hope that you're keeping warm and you're keeping cool and you're just having a great week. Today on the show, I'm going to be talking about scaling new heights yes that's right and you know i'm going to be joined by a remarkable remarkable woman who is taking on an equally as remarkable endeavor and i'm going to be joined by angela jung and she's taking on manaslu which is 8136 meters of an expedition and she's doing this to transform the lives of south african young people and she's a visionary founder of the impilo collection foundation and she's also an ambassador of brand South Africa, which is all about playing your part in just really representing South Africa to the world. They do incredible things. And gearing up right now, as we are talking, she is doing an extraordinary climb, climbing up the very daunting Manaslu. Now, if you're sitting there wondering where Manaslu is, you can get on your phone and do a Google quickly. And uh, when you do that, you'll find this majestic mountain. And it's really, really amazing it looks amazing i've never been there yet so hopefully through angela's eyes i'm going to get a little bit of a sense of it today but she's taking on this climb and this challenge that she is taking on surpasses her previous triumph where she climbed island peak which is 6,200 meters. She did this just last year. She's also done Kili and uh, she's uh, just an incredible woman with an incredible passion. And today we're going to be hearing about why she does these climbs, where this passion comes from, and also about Impilo Collection Foundation, which is something that she founded and is doing incredible work. And so we're going to be talking mountains, we're going to be talking community, we're going to be talking bras, we're going to be talking poverty, we're going to be talking about mental preparation, we're going to be talking about all of it today on Voice of Change. And so for the next hour, Angela is with me and hopefully you are with me. And so enjoy the show, enjoy the song. And then Angela is with me afterwards. I'm really, really excited to be joined by an incredible woman today, the founder of Impilo Collection Foundation, Angela Jung. And Angela is actually a philanthropist. She's an award-winning bespoke jewelry designer, incredible, a successful entrepreneur, a Japanese tea master, and a mountaineer. She's also summited Kilimanjaro twice, and she has reached both Everest Base Camp and Island Peak. And at the moment, now as September is here, 
here. She is going to be climbing Manaslu. And I hope I pronounced it correctly, which is 8,136 meters, which is incredible, all for a good cause and uh, to raise funds for skills development for GBV uh, survivors. And we're going to chat about that. Angela, this is incredible. Of course, we're going to be talking so much about your climb that you're going to be leaving for and be doing for such a good cause. But before we get into that, there's so much more that I want to chat with you about. But before we even do that, welcome to the show today. This is such a privilege for me to be with you. So welcome today. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. Now, tell us a little bit about, you know, you founded the Impila Collection Foundation. How did you, what inspired you to start the foundation and what inspired you to continue to want to touch so many lives of girls and women in our country, beyond our borders even? What was the inspiration and the journey for you? I think let's go back to 2017. It was my first time met my biological mother after 30 years. So I was constantly looking for her for 30 years. So mm. having a really difficult childhood that I can felt that I can relate to the girl's experience and connect with them. Um, of course, I'm a mother now as well. Mm. So it is important for me to lead by example. And 2018, 2019, I was invited to climb Kilimanjaro twice for caring mm. for girls. So for girls, they cannot afford sanitary pad and missing school for 50 days a year. So for me, I believe that when if I, I heal myself, I can also heal the others. So that's how I started climbing in 2018 and 2019. And during COVID, was seeing people are really suffering. And, and I just started have a foot drive and calling up on social media and calling up my friends and family. And we managed to collect 10 tons of food. Wow. Then, yeah, and I asked myself, who am I to giving out those food? And who am I to, I'm not here to claim the flame, but I wanted to make sure that the food coming going to the right people. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started the Impilo Collection Foundation. And we gave out all those food to the orphanage, the OH home gender-based violence shelter and at the shelter really sad to seeing some of the children are sitting on the container and playing three blocks of um, lego the whole day and it was just really heartbreaking and and later on we actually received one tons of sanitary pad and wow. and then our our exco says so where should we go we we're going to the informal settlements and we found out this informal settlement with HIV positive and di- disabled children. And when we walk in and give out the sanitary pad, some of the girls actually come up to us and ask us, please, next time, can you bring us some bras? And mm. I thought, okay. And I realized they actually didn't wearing a, they're not wearing a bra. And that was the invitation of sexual attention. Mm. And... Afterward, we did some research and realized there were 2,700 women die from gender-based violence that year. Mm-hmm. And we started the campaign called Empower Her. Then we start collecting bras. And we thought, okay, let's just 
collect 2,700 bras. And we came back with 6,200 bras. Wow. And yeah, it was incredible. People were so, so um, actually excited about this project. And then we lay out and display all the 6,200 bras at the Constitutional Hill. Mm-hmm. And we gave a memorandum to the Department of Public Safety. And we have s- lots of social warrior. We call them social warrior mm-hmm. from all walks of life. They close the business. They come and just surf. And, and they help me to wash and pack and label each brass. We're talking about 6,200 yeah. impacts. And then when we went to the informal settlements and gave out those bra to 3,100 women, we measured each one of them and making sure they know exactly what is their size. Because for them, they also need to know about themselves. It's, it's, actually, it's, it's actually educational as well to teach them, okay, this is your size, so this is this is how you fit the bra. Hmm. That was how I chose to climb Island Peak 6,200 meters to echo what we do for Empower Her, mm. 6,200 bra that we've been collected. Mm. Wow. You know, this is work that's so close to my heart as well. And I'm mm. so grateful for everybody, like you said, social warriors, people who mm-hmm. have got involved. How was it climbing Island Peak, knowing you're doing that 6,200 in, you know, kind of in this space of going, this is how many bras we collected. Yeah. How many lives are able to be changed through this? Like you said, it's educational as well. Mm. How was it climbing Island Peak and and just having that on your heart and, and, and within you while you're busy doing that climb? That must have been something quite special and almost emotional in a way. It was very emotional. And also, I remember when we saw the 6,200 bra laying out at the Constitutional Hill by the women's jail, it feels like the 6,200 women were standing in front of us. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really, really emotional. I think that was the picture uh, I was carrying with myself and pushing me to 6,200 meters. And I wasn't the fittest person out of all the women that we have been climbing together. Mm. I was slow. But the thing is, because I know what I want and I see myself going there and achieve 6,200 meters. So that was really something that I felt it was really motivating. Mm. Of course, climbing mountains is very dangerous. And for me, have to make sure that I prepare well yeah and and doing all the exercise that I could to to prepare that moment and it was cathartic mm. 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 wow and and like you said climbing a mountain is uh it is dangerous and a lot of people have different ways in which they prepare. Why have you chosen tell us a bit about why you've chosen to climb Manaslu? which is a lot higher than 6,200 meters. (laughs) (laughs) What has been to choose this particular mountain? And, and, you know, there's probably a lot of people listening that's going, 
where actually is this? I'm not sure if I've really heard yes. about this mountain. Exactly. So usually people climb Manasu is a preparation of Everest. Hmm. And we are busy collecting 8,848 bras. That's the height of Everest. And I think, you know, as us, as South African, we are facing this challenge of gender-based violence and thousands of women are dying. So to me, that is a mountain that we South African must overcome. So hmm. climbing a mountain to raise money it's a mountain for a mountain. Does it make sense? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So, so Manaslu is in the Himalaya, in the Nepal mm-hmm. area. And yeah, so I think to me, it's so important to do things. Um, we're not there to to having a competitions. We It's there really just one step at a time. So if I could overcome... Manasu 8,136 meters, that means that I could also overcome my Everest. Mm-hmm. So so that's a preparation of my next climb. Wow. So we're going to see you on Everest eventually, but I... I, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. You know, we just spoke that into existence, at, you know, but you know, Manaslu is also it's it's known as the mountain of the spirit, and it's yes. the eighth highest peak globally. Yeah. So it's a it's a big climb, but also you know its its name is very deep, and it's it's almost you know a a spiritual climb as well, a, a depth of something. And when we talk about gender based violence as well, like you were saying. It's a mountain that we have to overcome, overcome here in South Africa. Hopefully, we will be able to do that. But it takes so much, you know. It takes so much from a person, and also it's a spiritual climb. It's a, mm. it's something of a depth that that path to to women's empowerment as well. And do you feel that you know the journey that you are going on, and when you climb these mountains, mm. is a spiritual one, a, a deep deep one that that kind of resonates not just at a physical level because we talk so much about the physical preparation but I'm sure that at a depth within there is something else that you need to experience and that uh, people receive while they're climbing absolutely it's it's very spiritual like most most of the hike even I go to Dragonsburg for a hike I felt that I come back and I reset Mm. it's 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 just something very deep when you have these conversations with the mountain. And I don't think it's for me to choose to climb the mountains. I felt the mountain were calling me mm. and telling me to come back and 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 to do this journey with the mountain. And mm. like you say, it's it's very interesting very it can be even emotional sometimes when we get to a certain place I couldn't stop crying I would just break down and when we climb with a group we think that there is people around you but not some of the time you're actually having that journey on your own you know you climb for hours and hours and you're on your own and Mm -hmm. you're having a conversation with yourself and it's something very deep. 
mm. and really encourage people to do that as well you know sometimes just take take a day off and just going and and just go for a hike and it's so it, it is so um emotionally connect with yourself mm. yeah and here in cape town you know we have no better excuse than to climb oh. table mountain you know and it's it's such yes. a great climb it's such a great hike and even for people who are not maybe hikers you know and maybe professionals it's about taking that climb taking that journey and like you said sure the the insight into it is incredible so you're going to be climbing with a group is it uh, people that are joining you specifically are you joining a group specifically do you know who's climbing with you how did the the group and that come together so there is different operator in Nepal, and mm-hmm. but my operator is called the Shepherd Legend, and they will put together international climbers. So from South Africa, I I've what I know is only myself going to uh, from South Africa to Manaus mm-hmm. this year, and there is other international climbers from Singapore, from India. Um, uh, from US and the UK that is going to be forming in a group of five of us mm-hmm. and yeah so I'm looking forward to that to meet other climbers as well and understand what is their reason of climbing and mm-hmm. and yeah just to share our background the dynamic of the of the group it's it's always interesting hmm I was going to say that that must be really cool to meet different <laughs> climbers and and find out what's your reason, you know yes. what do you, what are you doing this for? A friend of mine has has climbed a Kilimanjaro for human trafficking, mm-hmm. and she was part of a group. And so for her to share that story, you know, and you realize, wow, there's so much that's on our hearts as a collective, uh, as as human beings, that uh, we're doing this for for different reasons, and often these reasons all connect, you know. And it's it's beautiful, and I love that. Now, I know that there's probably some listeners who are, you know, fundies on wanting to do climbs and uh, want to know probably about your training and preparation and the dedication that has been so evident in everything that you have put in investing over 630 hours in the training for this and obviously also doing a lot of kilometers in prep for the climb. So tell us a bit about, you know, for those who want to know, hey, Angela, how have you been preparing for this? Because maybe I want to prepare for something in the future. What what has the what does this look like? What have you had to do? I've seen on social media you running with those masks on, yes. and uh, you know. So what 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 have you been getting up to? This is this is the part that people get excited about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people ask the same question. This is oh, how do you train for something like that? You mm. know, because we know climbing a mountain is very dangerous. Like I say, yeah. so preparation is very very important, and this is not just a hike. So. Mm prepare our physical demand and also involve with different type of training like you saw that I was doing rock climbing mm-hmm. and training with altitude training like so we can go to some go for a long hike like a 16 hours hike mm-hmm. and and just to understand your endurance are you able to are you able to 
do a long distance of hiking and you know to to do technical training like how do you put on a clampon when you walk on the ice and mm -hmm. how do you do rope training and how do you abseiling and delaying yourself and body conditioning so I do a lot of um gymming in the morning and and I hate running but I have to <laughs> run and I felt like you know and and just getting the right coach and I went for from running coach um to to um swimming coach and just doing different activities just to activate my body and in different muscles and be able to get ready for it and of course mentally you prepare and knowing that's the challenge and mm -hmm. um, where exactly you're going and and just understand the, the 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 dynamic of the of the route that will also help you a lot mm. and i think also myself being a buddhist so i chant every day and i align myself with the nature and th mm. that's how i achieve my goal and yeah, there's so much to do. Actually, it, you, it, there's such a big event. Every single day, you prepare and you try to, once you try one step at a time to get there. Hmm. And yeah, it's amazing when 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 we get to the Himalayas just to see. Oh, you know, this is what I've been preparing for the whole time for the hmm. for all these years. You know, mm. so. Hmm how I do it. Lots of preparation. And like you Absolutely. said, lots of different aspects and elements to mm -hmm. it. And, mm -hmm. and uh, have you been to the Himalayas before? Obviously, it sounds like you have. Nepal is just an incredible place. I, I have friends that have traveled there quite often doing work there and they always go, mm. it's amazing when you see, when you see the Himalayas, it's a, it's a different experience. Uh, even just seeing it, you know, maybe not climbing it so much, but even just watching it and seeing it. Have you been there and and yes. uh, experienced it? Yes, I was there last year in October to climb the Everest Base Camp mm. and Island Peak. That's um beyond the base camp. Yeah, that's that. I was there last year. It was really eye opening and and seeing poverty also. Mm. Um, it's a big struggle there. And this year, I'm going there with uh, 30 kilos of clothing and giving away to to one of the school. Mm -hmm. And then realize that some of the children actually have to walk four days to get to school. And wow. that's why they need to have boarding school right next to their own school. And, and just to get to understand, you know, we South Africans can be can we we also very fortunate compared yeah. to a lot of other countries hmm. yeah mm. it, that is true what you're saying there oftentimes you know people tend to especially in south africa look around at a lot of what what the problems are and mm. then kind of go well i'm gonna leave you know i'm going somewhere else that we actually are, like you said rem and you're reminding us today we are very fortunate there's a lot that we have that is blessed and beautiful and incredible Absolutely. and uh, it's people like you and people like me and people listening who are supposed to make the difference where we are as well 
And that can be the difference that we make. We don't have to leave and go somewhere else. We can make the difference here. And, you know, I want Mm. us to take a quick music break just to think on the things that Angela has been sharing, how exciting and also how really stirring in our hearts to realize that there are amazing ways that we can change life for other people. So we're going to take a quick music break, but don't go anywhere because Angela is still with me after this. Yeah, with me, Lauren Jacobs here on Voice of Change today. And I know and believe that you've been listening from the beginning of the show because Angela Jung is with me and we've been talking about the incredible work that has been happening through Impilo Foundation. And it's incredible to think that Angela is going to be you know, as we are going to be listening to the show, she's going to be starting this trek up Manaslu uh, and we're going to be thinking of her definitely. So Angela, this is going to take a couple of weeks, isn't it? To do the mm-hmm. trek, to do your whole journey. How long is it going to take? How long and how far are you actually going to be walking and hiking every single day and climbing? You know, is there a set amount that happens every day? Or is it just going to go depending on what the group is feeling and how everyone's doing? It's going to be a 30 days journey. And average 20 days, we're going up and 10 days coming back down. Um mm. So we do have we do have rest day in between as well, and of course that we're going to hike hike up to the base camp, and from the base camp we have training, we're checking our our gear and making sure we have everything before we start climbing. Hmm. And yeah, so it really depends on the weather. <laughs> it's not depends yeah. on the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the the weather would actually really tell us what to do, hmm. and our the leader from our team will will decide when is the good time to carry on carry on climbing. When is the when is the day we should actually summiting hmm. um, the mountain? So that's all depends on the weather. It's yeah. a big factor. Yeah. That is that is very true. So we're going to be praying for some great weather for perfect conditions. <laughs> we have to because it is it is so true the weather and that's like oh it's something that's out of our human control, you know. So we're definitely going to be be really praying for some great weather and just uh, you know that everybody's journey is exactly as it should be going up the climb. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, you know. What can people that are, you know, kind of watching the journey, following your climb, what can people be doing? You know, are you collecting something during the time while you're going to be climbing back here at home? Is there bras that's needed? Is there sanitary pads that's needed? What does the foundation need? And, uh, you know, because this isn't just about the the you climbing it's doing it for a powerful cause it is doing it you know for the woman in south africa and you know for gbv for supporting survivors for empowering girls and through education and through so many things that you do so is there things that the public can be doing and uh, you know not just in pretoria or johannesburg but even in cape town uh, you know or yes. maybe in durban people are listening out all over the show how can the public also just connect and, uh, you know, assist on the journey, really? 
Lauren, I think, uh, so firstly, we are collecting bras. We, mm. this time we struggle to get enough bras. And we, our target is 8,848, as I told you. Yeah. But we only got 1,500 this year. But during COVID time, people were dropping off like everywhere. And we do have different point of, um, drop off mm-hmm. and if they visit our website it's impilofoundation.org and there is a um, pop-up page that you can see all the drop-off point from from Cape Town and from Johannesburg and also from Durban as well so there is dropping point and please if people can just be um, cleaning up their bras the pe- the things uh, the the broad new and used can be used as well mm-hmm. so yeah that's what we are collecting and also for the funding what i really believe is because we've been giving out a lot of bras and also a lot of um a lot of sanitary pad at the same time most important thing is not giving the fish to to the person, but actually teaching the person to fish. Mm. So that's why we we chose Katlehong. That's the area that we, we we are supporting, and that's the area that we gave the sanitary pad at the beginning, and realized the children, even not just the woman and their children, are sitting inside the container, mm. and we wanted to turn that place to be an educational center for women to come in they can learn from one another and there we have speaking uh, speakers coming from everywhere just to hmm. to give them some educational feedback and input so that's that is our aim to hmm. the the fundraising that also can be if can be done in give and gain if they uh, search for Impilo Collection Foundation, that's um, that's where they can donate while I'm I'm climbing up, and all the link will be shared on my social media page and the foundation social media page. Um, just search search for Angela Jung, and you can find Impilo, and yeah, it will be really grateful. For people to support while I'm climbing all the way up for 30 days and and this journey and mm. just being really part of this this climb. Mm. Getting the sense that you know we're climbing alongside you in some way, you know, and that's that's powerful. So I also really do want to encourage people to go on over to social media. If you like Instagram like me, then go and find Angela. You can find her Angela Jung and her her surname is spelled Y-E-U-N-G and you'll find her there and under Impilo and you know just go on over and follow and also just be maybe part of the journey in some way and you know 8,848 bras is possible and we can make it possible. And Angela, like you said, you've collected a thousand five hundred, so there's still a way to go. And yes, yes that's that's you know, I know that oftentimes there are 
you know, maybe you have a bride home and or a few brides that maybe you don't use or someone gave you as a gift or maybe, you know, you got it as a gift and really is not your style or doesn't fit you, not the right size. Well, you know, you can donate those as well and uh, we can make a difference in so many lives. And so, Angela, I am just incredibly grateful for everything that you are doing and just the work of the foundation, but also you know, you and and the climbing that you are doing and how inspiring that is. And so I would like to ask you for a final word to the listeners today. When we talk about empowering girls, empowering women, you know, the, the mountain we are currently climbing with GBV, sexual violence, all of these things in South Africa, what would be your message to us who are listening today? You know, women and men, as we we sometimes struggle with the hardships of of what women are dealing with in this country. Is there a message of hope you want to leave us with today? Absolutely. I think it is so important to give hope to our country. We're in a state of dying for hope. Mm -hmm. And I think by by climbing the mountain and be echoing what are we doing as Empower Her, we also have different projects for Empower Him because this is not just about the girls, but also mm-hmm. having the boys learning how to respect women and respect the girls. That's also something that we are implementing. And Empower Them, it's educationals that we are doing a lot of reading buddy with the children mm-hmm. and, and working with SACAP and the psychology uh, institutions and, and going to different places and reading with children. To me, and like you say, we can see it's so much negative things going on in our country, but mm. there is also light. And, and that is what we wanted to inspire the others. Look at the light mm. and we can, we can do this together one step at a time. And, just to empower the person right next to you, empowering yourself and really finding that diamond within yourself. And that's how you how you shine and how you how you can give hope to the others. Mm. Absolutely. Amen to that. And yeah, shining that diamond within ourselves and uh you know, polishing it up and shining our light. And there is so much, like you said light where we are and in our nation and in us as people and I I pray that we will shine that light Angela thank you so much for being with me today on the show like I said earlier on it's so incredible just to connect with you today and I'm going to be following your journey and looking forward to you know maybe connecting with you again once you're back and you've you know achieved that (laughs) climb and uh, all of how You know, the reflective experiences that you'll be reflecting on once you get back is going to be absolutely amazing. But for now, you know, we are with you in prayer and thought. And also, hopefully, people are going to be so inspired through this conversation to hop on over, give those bras, be part of the journey. Mm -hmm. So, Angela, thank you so much for being with me today and all the best for this climb. And I'm totally rooting for you all the way. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. You know, I just really feel so incredibly blessed to have met Angela today. And, you know, one of the things she shared with me off air is that 
part of her journey as you know being physically active and climbing mountains has been also breaking down stereotypes and and cultural norms you know in many different cultures being active or you know something as, as simple as what we take for granted you know you go down to the gym and you know you're getting fit and you're being so active like that is not always something that's done in many different cultures and so you know Angela was just sharing with me also off air about the fact that being a climber doing these kind of things has been breaking down norms and 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 cultural realities and I think that we don't often think about that we often just think you know I want to climb a mountain that's what I'm going to train for and do it but actually the journey for somebody to get to where they are is a unique journey and often is a powerful one that we don't really consider all the different dynamics of that journey and so Angela just climbing not only for incredible you know causes and passions but also just overcoming different cultural realities it is it is just incredible i'm i'm super grateful i'm super grateful for angela today i'm super grateful for you listening today because i know that each of us in our own unique way are trying to make a change in the world and we feel called to it's a calling it's a purpose for us to do something beyond ourselves you know we weren't just created to be about self to be just about us and in this world we live in there is just too much of that isn't there you know we are created to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, and that is a calling it's a commandment and it's also a purpose and oftentimes we praying you know God, what is your purpose for me? What do you want me to do with my life? And really the the purpose that we have, we have to look down at what's in our hands and say part, a huge part of our calling and our purpose is this reality of going, hey, you know what? I've got to love others and I've got to serve oftentimes right where I am and then sometimes beyond where I am. So I hope that you have felt so inspired today. <laughs> Maybe you're actually sitting there going, you know what? I've always wanted to do Everest and so I'm going to Everest. <laughs> you know, maybe you've been inspired in that way or been inspired in some way to climb that uh, Kilimanjaro. I meet a lot of people who tell me it's on their bucket list. You never know. Like Angela also said, you know, in some of her climbs, she wasn't necessarily the fittest person there. She was on her own pace and that's okay too. And so, you know what? I know that you've been inspired in some way shape or form today it's been so good to be with you on voice of change i look forward to seeing you next week until then continue to be the change that you want to see and be the change you want to make in the world it's not just about you know things we say but it's really about the things that we do so do the good things do the god things do the big things to make a difference in the world see you next week Hierdie inzet was aan jou gebring met die komplimente van Radio Kaapse Kansel 729 AM. Besoek ons gerust by www.kyppulpit.co.za